millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. What's going on, my friend? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Real English Radio, the only podcast you need to learn real spoken English in a practical way. I am your host, Tony Kaizen, and I've got a fantastic and thought-provoking topic to share with you today. Today's episode is all about listening. For some reason, most of the content about becoming a better communicator that I've seen is usually about how to speak so that more people will want to listen to you and engage with you. Sadly, it's very rare that I hear people talking about the importance of listening attentively. It's also very rare that I talk to someone personally who is actually listening attentively. In my humble opinion, we place way too much importance on speaking and not nearly enough importance on the art of listening to another person. Even though we all know how shitty it feels to be talking to someone who isn't really listening. So today, we're going to dive deep into this topic and talk about the various ways your life will improve if and when you start listening to people more attentively. So first, I'm going to play a clip of the godfather, Dr. Jordan B. Peterson, sharing his thoughts on the importance of listening. Let's check it out. One of the things I did notice consistently in my clinical practice was that if I really, really listened to the person, they were unbelievably interesting. And so I would say, if you're bored in a conversation, you're the boring person because you're not listening. Because if you were listening, that person is a strange creature, man. And if they told you what they're actually up to, first of all, it'd be a shock to them, that's for sure. But if they were telling you, you would not be bored. And so there's a high probability that you're sitting there thinking what you already know about this person, what you're assuming by the way they're dressed or the way they comport themselves or their class or their social status or whatever the hell it is, stereotypes that you're using as a replacement for the genuine dialogue. And then you're also sitting there thinking about what you're going to say next when they're talking so that you can impress them and so on and so forth. And you're not doing the kind of listening that Rogers suggested at all because you're treating the other person as an end to an a priori defined instrumental means. And that's a big mistake. All right, my friend. Now, as I always say, don't worry if you could not understand every word that was said in that clip, because as always, I'm going to go back to the beginning and explain all the nouns, verbs, and adjectives before we continue. So let's do it. One of the things I did notice consistently in my clinical practice was that if I really, really listened to the person, they were unbelievably interesting. And so I would say, if you're bored in a conversation, you're the boring person. (laughs) Okay, so there's three things I want to explain. The first one is clinical practice. This is just referring to medical care provided by a healthcare professional. In this specific case, clinical psychology. Jordan Peterson is a clinical psychologist by trade. So in his clinical practice or in during his time as a clinical psychologist, he noticed the following thing. And so what he noticed was if you really listen to a person, they're unbelievably interesting. And so he says, if you're bored in a conversation, you're the boring person. And so this is actually important because I know sometimes people get the words bored 
and boring mixed up. Bored, to be bored, is to experience a lack of interest or engagement, typically because whatever's happening is monotonous or it lacks variety or it's just not exciting or stimulating in any way. You feel bored. You are bored, right? But boring is an adjective that describes something that lacks interest or engagement. It describes something that is uninteresting, like this movie is boring. I don't know, this speech is boring. This book is boring. It makes you feel bored. So you are bored, right? It's a state of being. But these things, or sometimes these people, this activity is boring. It's uninteresting. It makes you feel bored. All right? Cool. Let's continue. That if I really, really listened to the person, they were unbelievably interesting. And so I would say, if you're bored in a conversation, you're the boring person. Because you're not listening. Because if you were listening, that person is a strange creature, man. That person is a strange creature, man. So three words I want to explain. Strange, creature, and man. The first one, strange. You might know this already, but strange is just unusual out of the ordinary, not normal, kind of weird. You know what I mean? Maybe a little bit surprising in a way that might make you slightly uncomfortable, right? That guy over there, he's kind of strange. It's a little weird. It's unusual. He's not normal. That's strange. And so creature, in this context, he's using it to refer to a human being. And he's just emphasizing the fact that human beings are, well, there's no other way to say it that I can think of. Human beings are strange individuals. That's probably another way to say it. Human beings are strange individuals. And then he says, man, not to anyone in particular. I know this is something that often confuses some English learners because in the Americas, North America, like Canada and the U.S., when we speak English, a lot of times we'll say man at the end of a sentence, but it's just a way of speaking. It's just an expression. Even if I'm talking to a woman, I might say, man, that's crazy. And you see, I'm, I say it all the time, man, without even thinking about it. But I'm not calling the person I'm talking to man. It's just a way of speaking, like an expression. So that's a strange creature, man. That shit is crazy, man. I don't know, man. I'm not calling you man. It's just a way of speaking. All right, let's continue. I would say, if you're bored in a conversation, you're the boring person. Because you're not listening. Because if you were listening, that person is a strange creature, man. And if they told you what you were, they were actually up to, first of all, it'd be a shock to them. That's for sure. But if they were telling you, you would not be bored. So if they actually told you what they were up to, first of all, it'd be a shock to them. So to be up to something, if they told you what they were up to, what he's saying is if they told you what activities they were engaged in, if they told you what they were really doing, it's a very common thing to say. You might call your friend and say, what's up, man? What are you up to? Or maybe you haven't seen your friend in a couple of weeks and you say, hey, man, what have you been up to? And what you're asking is, what have you been doing? What have you been engaged in? What has been going on or occurring in your life since the last time we spoke? What are you up to? What have you been up to? Or you might see, see them on Friday at work and say, hey, what are you up to this weekend? What are you up to this weekend? It's just another way of saying, what are you going to do this weekend? So if they told you what they were actually up to, if they told you what they were actually involved in or doing on a daily basis, first of all, it'd be a shock to them. 
So the phrase first of all is used to introduce the first of many points that you're going to make. First of all, or for starters, it would be a shock to them. And when he says a shock, it's just like a, like a surprise, a sudden unexpected surprise. I guess all surprises are unexpected, aren't they, Tony? You get what I'm trying to say, my friend. It would be a surprise. So let's do that again. Let me go back a few seconds and, and play it one more time. And, and if they told you what you were, they were actually up to, first of all, it'd be a shock to them, that's for sure. But if they were telling you, you would not be bored. And so there's a high probability that you're sitting there thinking what you already know about this person. What okay, there's a high probability that you're sitting there thinking what you already know about this person. Probability just describes the likelihood or the chance of a particular outcome or a particular thing happening. So there's a high chance that you're sitting there thinking what you already know about this person. That's what he's saying. Bored. And so there's a high probability that you're sitting there thinking what you already know about this person, what you're assuming by the way they're dressed or the way they comport themselves or their class or their social status or whatever the hell it is, stereotypes that you're using as a replacement for the genuine dialogue. Okay, that was a hell of a sentence and there's a hell of a lot to explain right there. So let's go back a few seconds. He said, there's a high chance that you're sitting there thinking what you already know about this person, what you're assuming, right? What you're supposing to be the case, even though you don't have proof or confirmation. And you're making those assumptions based on the way this person is dressed. So the way a person is dressed, when we say that, we're saying the clothes that they're wearing or the style of clothes that they're wearing. So you might ask somebody or you might tell somebody to get dressed. And what you're telling them is to put clothes on. So if you make assumptions about the way somebody is dressed, you're making assumptions about them based on the clothing that they're wearing. Maybe the clothes have lots of holes in them and the shoes are super dirty and you're going to make assumptions about them based on those facts. Or they're wearing a Rolex and Fendi glasses and a Fendi belt and they got a Louis Vuitton backpack. You know, all their clothes cost over $10,000 and you're going to make assumptions about that based on those facts because of the way they are dressed, because of the clothes they're wearing right? Or the way they comport themselves. Now, this is a much more formal word, in my opinion. I would expect to hear it from Dr. Peterson, but I would never hear this like in the streets of the United States. I think a more common word is based on the way they behave. To me, it's the same thing. The way you comport yourselves. I believe that's a Latin word. I'm not 100% sure. Or the way you behave. To me, those are the same, but behave is much less formal. So you're making assumptions based on the way this person dresses, based on the way this person behaves or comports themselves or their class, right? And when he says class, he's not talking about a school. He's talking like social class. Society is typically divided into different classes. For example, low class, middle class, high class, right? So you might be judging people or making assumptions about people based on their class or their social status. And then he says, or whatever the hell it is, stereotypes you're using. Let me play all that again before we continue. High probability that you're sitting there thinking what you already know about this person, what you're assuming by the way they're dressed or the way they comport themselves or their class or their social status or whatever the hell it is, stereotypes that you're using. <laughs> okay, whatever the hell it is, stereotypes you're using. When he says whatever the hell, the part that I want to explain is the hell. It's like, He's putting emphasis on what he's saying. 
Because he could easily say, based on the way they dress, based on the way they behave, or their social class, or their social status, or whatever it is that you're using to basically judge this person. But when he says whatever the hell you're using, he's just putting emphasis on the fact that it really doesn't matter whatever, you see how I'm saying whatever naturally? It doesn't really matter what factor or metric you're using to make assumptions about this person. The point is, making assumptions about these people is a problem. So it could be this, it could be that, whatever the hell it is. It doesn't matter. That's another way of communicating the same idea. All right, let me play it again. Themselves or their class or their social status or whatever the hell it is, stereotypes that you're using as a replacement for the genuine dialogue. And okay, actually, I just played that little part, but I'm going to play the entire part of that clip again. I know I've played it like two or three times now. But hopefully I'm drilling these words into your head so when you turn off this podcast, you'll remember at least a little bit. And I sincerely hope that after you listen to these episodes, you put your phone down or you grab your phone because you might get on a language exchange app or our Discord server or to talk to your friends, however you practice English. But talk about these things. Use these words right in your journal. Do something to fix the words in your brain. Don't just listen and then turn off and then get back on social media or go do something else. You have to use the words or you will lose the words. All right, so let me go back to the beginning, not of the clip, but just of that part. Hang on. Here we go. Well, there's a high probability that you're sitting there thinking what you already know about this person, what you're assuming by the way they're dressed or the way they comport themselves or their class or their social status or whatever the hell it is, stereotypes that you're using as a replacement for the genuine dialogue. Okay, so in summary, there's a high chance or probability that you're sitting there making assumptions about this person based on their clothes, their behavior, their class, their social status or whatever the hell it is, instead of trying to get to know this person without making any assumptions, right? You're using all these things like class and clothing and status and behavior as a replacement or something that goes in place of genuine dialogue. So when he says genuine dialogue, it just means authentic conversation. So instead of having an authentic conversation free of judgment and assumptions, many of us tend to use what we see or really what we perceive to make assumptions about people we really know nothing about, which is the issue, okay? All right, let's continue. Your social status or whatever the hell it is, stereotypes that you're using as a replacement for the genuine dialogue. And then you're also sitting there thinking about what you're gonna say next when they're talking so that you can impress them and so on and so forth. And then you're also sitting there thinking about what you're going to say next so that you can impress them. To impress somebody just means to make them feel some form of admiration or respect. You're trying to leave a good impression on this person by saying something funny or interesting or fascinating or whatever it may be. You're trying to leave a good impression on them and so on and so forth. When he says that, it's just a phrase that we use to express that whatever we're talking about, the pattern kind of continues in the same way. So you might use the way they dress, the way they behave, their class, their social status. And also you're sitting there trying to think about how you can impress them and so on and so forth. That way of thinking and behaving that he's describing, you can use your imagination to continue down that path and imagine what he's talking about. It's this, it's that, it's that, and so on and so forth. I really hope that makes sense. <laughs> 
<laughs> when I hear myself explaining these things, sometimes I'm like, damn, I don't have the feedback. I can't see you nodding your head or saying, yeah, that makes sense. So I hope that makes sense. But we're going to continue for the sake of uh, time and because there's no way for me to know if I'm making sense to you right now, is there? So let's continue, my friend. So we, we explained express or not express. We explained impress. And I tried to explain so on and so forth. Hopefully it made sense. I'm going to go back a few seconds, play it again, and we'll continue. So sitting there thinking about what you're going to say next when they're talking so that you can impress them and so on and so forth. And you're not doing the kind of listening that Rogers suggested at all. You're not doing the kind of listening that Rogers suggested at all. I don't know who Rogers is specifically, so I can't comment on that. But he's saying that you're not doing a specific kind of listening that this person, Rogers, probably a psychologist or somebody like that, has suggested at all. And that's what I want to explain. At all is used to emphasize that something is not happening. And another way you can say it is not even a little bit. Not to any degree. Zero percent. So you're not doing this kind of listening at all. Or you're not doing this even a little bit. Not in the slightest, not at all. It's a really common thing to say. It doesn't make sense literally, but you will hear it quite often when listening to natives, right? And I think I stopped it there. So let me go back a few seconds before we continue. When they're talking so that you can impress them and so on and so forth. And you're not doing the kind of listening that Rogers suggested at all because you're treating the other person as an end to an a priori defined instrumental means. Okay. You're treating the other person as an end to an a priori defined instrumental means. That's a mouthful. So when he says you're treating the person as an end, an end in this context is referring to a particular goal or a particular purpose, the end of the journey, the finish line, the destination at which you want to arrive. And then he says a priori defined instrumental means. Now, a priori the dictionary definition is known or established independent of specific experiences or observations. It's something that's derived by reasoning. So a simpler way of saying that is sometimes you treat this person as an end. It's better if I say the whole sentence. Because you're treating the other person as an end to an a priori defined instrumental means. So in this case, the word means you can use or you can think of it like method. It's a system by which you achieve a particular result. That's the basic idea. So a simpler way of saying all this is sometimes you treat people as nothing more than a way to get what you want. Sometimes you'll only talk to a person because they have something that you want or because you can use them to achieve something that you want to achieve. Not because you want to know them as a person, not just because you enjoy making conversation, but you have a goal in mind and you're going to use them as a tool to reach that goal. I think that's another way of expressing the same idea. So let me play it again. At all, because you're treating the other person as an end to an a priori defined instrumental means. And that's a big mistake. All right, my friends, I know there was uh, quite a bit of advanced terminology in this clip. I think whenever you hear Dr. Jordan Peterson, you're going to hear some advanced words and phrases. But we're going to go all the way back to the beginning. I'll play it one more time from start to finish, and we'll see how much more you can understand. All right, let's do it. 
one of the things I did notice consistently in my clinical practice was that if I really, really listened to the person, they were unbelievably interesting. And so I would say, if you're bored in a conversation, you're the boring person because you're not listening. Because if you were listening, that person is a strange creature, man. And if they told you what you were, they were actually up to, first of all, it'd be a shock to them, that's for sure. But if they were telling you, you would not be bored. And so there's a high probability that you're sitting there thinking what you already know about this person, what you're assuming by the way they're dressed or the way they comport themselves or their class or their social status or whatever the hell it is, stereotypes that you're using as a replacement for the genuine dialogue. And then you're also sitting there thinking about what you're going to say next when they're talking so that you can impress them and so on and so forth. And you're not doing the kind of listening that Rogers suggested at all because you're treating the other person as an end to an a priori defined instrumental means. And that's a big mistake. Subtle results, still you, but with fewer lines. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia Gravis or Lambert-Eden syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. What an eloquent individual, no? <laughs> man, the way this man expresses his ideas is just really impressive, man. But anyway, my friend, hopefully now you could understand much more than you could the first time you heard that clip. If you want to get access to the PDF vocabulary guide explaining everything in much more detail, or you just want to support the podcast, click the link in the description and subscribe on Patreon. But now let's talk about the main takeaways from this clip, because I think this topic is extremely important for all people, but especially people learning to speak English as a foreign language. So the first one, attentive listening. Jordan emphasizes the importance of active, deep, attentive listening in any conversation. According to him, when we truly listen to someone, we discover unique and interesting aspects about them that we could never discover otherwise. And he says, if a conversation feels dull, the problem is not the other person being boring, but rather the listener you in this case, failing to pay close attention. Now, this is not always the case. I do have to say, I don't think this is 100% true 100% of the time. Because sometimes you come across people that like legitimately are fucking boring. Not to say that there's nothing interesting about them, but the way they communicate or the way they engage is just not, they don't really give you anything to work with. 
You know, you might ask a very interesting question or you might give as much information as you can for them to work with. And they respond with like, a, oh, OK, nice. Or every question they respond with yes or no or as few words as possible. That, you know, I'm not saying that those people are boring. I'm saying that can make a conversation extremely boring. So I don't think it's always just as simple as you're not listening attentively enough, even though most of the time that is the problem. I still think that there are other times when sometimes you just talk to people and it's clear they're not making any effort to keep the conversation going or take it in any direction or engage with you whatsoever. And I think then you, you, you know, you're justified in feeling fucking bored talking to this person. It does happen. It happens to all of us. Sometimes we are that person, right? Sometimes we are fucking boring. So anyway, I think the point is learning to listen attentively actually helps you get to know people better. It really does. And for many years, I never understood why so many people that I really didn't know very well felt so comfortable telling me such personal information, stuff that they had never told their parents or their best friends or their partners or or anybody else. And it took me years and years and years to understand that people will tell you the strangest stuff. People will tell you the most intimate parts of their lives and their thoughts and their fears and their trauma and their crimes and all types of shit just because you're listening, just because they know you're actually listening, you're paying attention and you want to hear what they have to say. A lot of people, I can't speak for other people. I'll speak for myself. There are many cases when I'm talking to somebody and it kind of, it looks kind of clear that the person doesn't really want to know or understand what it is I have to say. And it's demotivating. If you feel like this person doesn't care about what you're saying, you probably don't feel very excited to keep saying things to them, right? So now put yourself in the position of the listener and consider that if you don't know how to show somebody, not just by saying it, but through your actions, that you're actually listening and you really want to know what this person has to say, they're probably not going to tell you everything they could, which means you're not going to know everything you could about this person. It's going to be much harder to form a genuine connection if this person feels like you're not really listening to what they have to say. And again, I can't speak for everyone. I can only speak from my experience, right? But listening attentively, man, it makes conversations more interesting. And like Jordan said, it makes people more interesting. When you're really listening to somebody when they talk, you hear different things. Two people listening to the same individual might hear different things because they're listening in different ways. They're paying attention to different bits of information. You see what I'm saying? So learning how to listen attentively and learning how to listen with the intention of not only understanding this person, but taking the conversation to a deeper and deeper and deeper level is a skill that you need to learn. It's not like some people are just born better at listening than other people, right? For some people, it comes naturally, I guess, but you can learn how to listen and I know that your goal is to learn how to talk and you want to learn how to comprehend English words when they're said by a native or really by anybody. But learning how to understand what somebody is trying to communicate is very different from understanding the words that are being said. Because if I say the brown dog ran down the street with a red ball, you understand those words. But if I say, man, I am so fucking tired of the assholes at my job. You understand those words, but you don't necessarily know what I mean when I say that. You would have to dig deeper and investigate and ask questions and give your perspective and make me think and force me to express myself more. You can't do that if you're not listening attentively to somebody. 
And what most people do instead of listening is they say, oh, yeah, that's cool. Let me tell you what I think about what you said. Let's talk about what I want to talk about. Let me take the conversation in a different direction because that's what I want to do. Instead of appreciating the fact that this person even took the time to fucking talk to you. So I think learning how to listen properly is a crucial skill and it will pay dividends in more ways than you can imagine. Take that shit to the bank and cash it. Now, number two, misjudgment due to stereotyping. This is a very common problem. We're all guilty of this, right? Jordan talks about how many times we make preconceived judgments about people based on their appearance, their class, their social status, their behavior, instead of engaging in genuine dialogue. And these stereotypes that we maintain kind of act like a barrier to understanding the person we're talking to. We're all guilty of this, right? Whether you find out this person is from a particular country or they wear particular clothes or they have a particular accent or they have particular interests or particular religion, you tend to make judgments based on that. And then you start treating the person differently, sometimes unconsciously, because a lot of us are unconscious of the preconceived notions that we walk around with, you know? And I think being a bit more humble and patient and empathetic when you talk to people and resisting the urge to say, oh, you're saying that because of this personality trait that you have. You're saying that because you're from this place. You're saying that because you look like that. And really trying to understand where that person is coming from, I think it's super important, man. It's not easy, but it's super important. And if you truly want to understand people, if you truly want to make deeper connections, make more friends, find a partner, whatever it is. You just want life to be better. I think that you really need to resist the urge to stereotype. Ask a lot more questions, you know, be a bit more humble and a bit more curious to try to understand each individual because we like to generalize just because it's easier mentally. It requires less energy and less critical thought, right? But I think putting in the extra effort to resist that urge and investigate a little bit more is better for everybody involved because you're going to understand this person better and they're going to feel understood, which makes them want to talk to you more, which makes them want to share more with you and spend more time with you and all that. And you don't like, I know you don't like the way it feels if somebody judges you or makes assumptions about you based on your appearance or how you talk or where you're from, but yet we still do it to other people, you know? So it's just something to consider. Number three, being present in the conversation. Jordan talks about the fact that people often spend their time in conversations thinking about what they're going to say next because they just want to impress people. And they do that instead of actually listening to what's being said, processing the information, and then deciding what they think, and then speaking. Because it takes longer, it's harder, it's more, you know, it takes um, more effort, let's say, to do. And it's just easier to only think about what you want to say. Right? This is a very common problem. And it's ironic because typically the people who don't know how to shut the fuck up and listen, for me, are the most boring. The people who just want to talk and talk and talk and talk and talk and fucking talk some more. These are the most boring people to talk to because it's clear they're not listening. And nobody likes talking to fucking doors. Nobody likes talking to a wall or inanimate objects. And that's exactly what it feels like when you're clearly not listening and you're only interested in what you have to say. And I'm not saying that you can never be in a situation where you're already formulating your thought before the person finishes speaking, because it does happen. I think it's natural. But forming that habit of only focusing on what you want to say to the extent where you're 
literally not listening anymore, I think is a very, very easy and effective way to ruin conversations and leave a bad impression on people. Because I don't know about you, but it's very clear when I'm talking to somebody that just wants to make, like, leave a good impression. They just like hearing themselves talk. They're not, they, they already think they know what you're going to say. They're not interested in hearing anymore. It's like, no, 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 no. Let me tell you what I have to say. Let me show you how interesting I am and how much I know and how I'm right and you're wrong and what you don't know. These people are fucking boring, bro. I do not like talking to these people. And that's just me. Again, I'm speaking from experience. I'm just giving you my opinion. But I just, I just gotta believe a lot of other people feel the same way. I don't see how it's a pleasure to talk to somebody who's clearly not listening and only wants to hear themselves talk. They only want an audience so that they can give a speech and feel better about themselves and feel more interesting and take control of the conversation and show you how much they know and all this stupid shit. You know, you don't want to be that guy, bro. And here's the thing, like you can talk, bro. You can talk to your heart's content, but just wait your fucking turn. Right. If you have so much energy to talk and express yourself, you need to show the same level of energy, enthusiasm and interest in hearing what other people have to say. A lot of times, if you listen attentively to what people have to say, you say more interesting things. Right. Because you're forced to consider things from a different perspective or hear stories or experiences that you've never had, which makes you think about things that you never thought about before. Which forces you to bring, it puts new thoughts and ideas into your head. Then you process those and you share them with the person that you're speaking with. That's interesting. But if it's just always about what you know and what you have to say and what you've been through. And it's like, bro, okay, bro, start a podcast. Like, I don't need to sit here and listen to this shit, bro. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's got to be give and take. If it's just you fucking taking and taking, start a podcast. And whoever wants to hear that shit can hear that shit. You feel what I'm saying? I don't know. As you might be able to tell, that's a pet peeve of mine. Somebody who just fucking just talks and talks and talks, does not shut the fuck up and listen for a little bit, you know? It's so boring, bro. It's, it, to me, that's just as bad as the person who makes no effort to say anything or take the conversation anywhere. It's like two ends of the same spectrum. You know what I'm saying? It's just as bad and just as boring. You must learn to give and take. You must learn to listen and speak. Neither is more important than the other, if you ask me. But let's move on to number four. Treating people as ends, not means. Jordan criticizes the instrumental approach to conversations, right? Where individuals are seen as means to achieve certain ends. Basically, people are seen as tools to achieve a certain goal, right? Instead of just talking to people because you want to talk to people, because you want to make connections and learn about them. And this is considered a big mistake. It can really, it can, it can take away from the richness and the value of interpersonal interactions, of, of conversations. When you're just, when it's clear you're only talking to this person because of what you can get from them. This happens to me quite a lot, especially when I'm overseas, like people who would never talk to me or be interested in me once they find out I speak English they only want to talk to me because I speak English even if we're in a foreign country and the national language isn't English I could be this happened to me a couple months ago like I'm in a group of Spanish speakers they all speak Spanish to each other I speak Spanish but whenever they speak to their like amongst themselves they speak Spanish and they look at me and speak English to me now you might think nothing's wrong with that 
But if you can put yourself in my position, if I'm here in this Spanish-speaking country to learn Spanish, and all of y'all are speaking Spanish to each other, why are you speaking English to me? It's because you know you can use me as a free English teacher while I'm here. And that's just my perspective. Obviously, they might have seen it from a different perspective. You might see it from a different perspective. But that's the way I took it, and that's the way it felt. And so in those situations, it's just like, I don't even want to fucking talk to y'all no more because it's clear you're only talking to me because you can get something from me, you know? And so I guess if I had time, I could probably think of a bunch of other scenarios. You're only talking to this person because you think you can get money from them or access or a free gift or a free product or this or that, or you're only talking to them because you want to feel better about yourself. You want to feel some sense of validation. You want some free attention from somebody. And that's the only reason you're talking to them, not because you're interested in the individual. Like you don't want to make that mistake, bro. You're doing nothing but leaving a bad impression because like a lot of people are not dumb, bro. Like we can tell when you're doing that. We can tell. It might take a minute to catch on, but sooner or later it's going to become clear. This person's only talking to me because of what they can get from me. And that's what that person's going to remember you for. You see what I'm saying? So I'm not telling you what to do. I'm just asking you to consider these things. All right. But now, my friend, if you do enjoy this podcast and you want to learn more effectively with every episode or you just want to support the show so I can keep bringing you these episodes, consider subscribing on Patreon. Patreon is a platform that enables creators like myself to receive support from their audiences with a monthly subscription in exchange for exclusive benefits and bonus content. So when you subscribe to my Patreon, you'll finally be able to increase your English comprehension, and improve your active vocabulary with the PDF vocabulary guides explaining all the advanced words, phrases, and expressions with detailed examples. You'll also get access to bonus episodes only available to my beloved Patreon supporters, and you'll get access to our private conversation group on Discord. So if any of that sounds interesting to you, just click the link in the description and sign up on Patreon. As always, I want to thank you for your time and attention, my friend. I hope you have enjoyed this episode of Real English Radio. I'm your host, Tony Kai Zen, and I'll talk to you soon. Peace.